This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. coming inside of it was a cat coming out of the stomach doing the same pose and then inside of that was a butterfly what? <laughs> and they were all cut open I was like this is so weird but I want it yeah that's the kind of taxidermy I yeah, where appreciate it's like, where it's like why is that that thing <laughs> because they could mm-hmm. are we ready to get into this I'm ready to get spooky Ugh, okay okay Ugh. sorry I had to make a, a big so big. I wasn't Okay, so our topic for today. Oh, this is Helen High Horror. Oh, I said yes. it. Yes. Ooh, you said <laughs> I've it. I've said it before. That's Ray. Hi. You're not going to say that's Reppy? That's <laughs> I'm Reppy. I thought we would all go and it would be organic and it would be like, that's Ray. And then Ray would go, that's Reppy. And Reppy oh, would go, that's I, I said catch But on. you guys didn't get it. Sorry. Uh, we, we just assumed you, you you know, yeah, you're, you're the, the big boss. Okay. So you'd just be like, that's everyone. I accept that. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about... Get off the phone, Rappy. What are we talking Sorry, about? Sorry, I'm just sending this last message and then I'll be all done. Oh, we're talking about Goddamn and Abductions. I, okay, I didn't know which one. We're also filming the, the other one filming. No, we're not. Because we, we didn't have enough. Well, never mind. <laughs> this we won't a, do that. You know what? Fuck this. Let's not do it. Let's go home. We quit. <laughs> this is Abductions with Helen High Horror. Yes, Alien yes. Abductions. I want to believe... <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm imagining, imagining, you know, like the uh, Bork dog. Yes, I, I tagged you in a long time ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I could definitely put some theremin music behind our story. <laughs> we should do it. No, we gotta do it. Has to be I could do one. it. We should do it. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Put on some creepy music. Let's yeah. get real spoopy. <laughs> Follows around the corner, guys. Yeah. Okay, so who wants to it's go hard first? It's crop circle time. Oh, yes. I went first last time. I'm not going first again. Okay, so then I think Reppy's going first. Yeah, but didn't I go first, or did you go first? When 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 Ray wasn't here, who went first last time? Uh, what what case was that? Survivor stories. Survivor stories. You went first, so you okay. should go first. So I should go first. Okay, mine is a long in. It's all good. Is yeah, it really? Who is it? Sorry, you'll, you'll tell me. I don't know why. So, <laughs> so back backstory. Gonna find out. Backstory. Austin <laughs> and I had the same person, so she graces. Graciously bent the knee to my Daenerys. <laughs> She's Jon Snow. She bent the knee and she picked someone else. And it's iconic. See him. See, but I can't be Jon Snow because he has that booty. And I do not. <laughs> then who Rubby are you? hates Game of Thrones. I, who are you then? It's a garbage I don't show. Know, man. I'm like Viserys. Not Viserys. I'm like You're a garbage Varys. person. You're a garbage person. <laughs> well, yes, but not for that reason. <laughs> Listen, I just started getting into it. I was always trash. I have a G on my arm that stands for garbage. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm varies. <laughs> uh, okay. So I chose the abduction of Barney and Betty Hill. Oh, I know this one. Sorry. See, everyone knows it except me. Um, <laughs> everyone, like, quote unquote, knows, knows it. it. Yeah. Um, and at first I had chosen... Well, so at first I chose the one Ray did, but I had a backup that was, um, that was Clayton and Donna Lee. Which is one I knew about. They sound Southern. Are they Southern? I think they are. They're from Texas. Southern. Um, Which, by the way, Texas 
Listeners, you okay? You doing good? Yeah. Yay? You're not flooded. Are you okay? You good? You good? You good? I mean, no water up to your, you know, your waist? Your cats, your dogs, they're good? Oh, the poor cats and dogs. No, I saw a lot of comedians and, like, general big-name people on Twitter actually being like, here, donate to these uh, ASPSC animal rescues because those... The poor animals. The poor animals. Cats can't swim. <laughs> oh. They do I'd, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd but like, not in that kind of situation. I'd it's like not to, a bathtub. I'd like to believe that their aversion to water literally makes them just levitate whenever like everything's water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe they can sense right before it comes, so they could. Come I mean, on supposedly some animals can, but when you have like a house pet or something. I mean, um, yeah. Unless know. they have a way out, like the animals are gonna be trapped with you, and gra- chances are the family might not. Yeah, take, they're not gonna. Yeah. yeah, you're not yeah. gonna. So. Thoughts to Texas, especially the animals. Yeah. See, Mostly animals. Sorry, our president just said, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Hey, man. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Not going to do anything, Good though. luck. Look at my numbers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Barney and Betty Hill, they were an interracial American couple living in New Hampshire in 1961. Um, they were an interracial couple living in New Hampshire before this as well, but... We're specifically talking about 1961. <laughs> Before that, they were both white. Yeah, And then some they weird changed. shit happened. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the interracial part happened because of the of abduction. The alien, yes. <laughs> Barney just suddenly turned black. You um, know, it, it happens. It, like, it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes my bottom half does that. <laughs> so, Barney Hill, he was a United States Postal Service employee, which... It sounds like a shit job, but I appreciate them, so. Oh, yeah. It's a shit, not a shit job like, ew, that's a shit job, what would you do? But like. It sounds like it sucks. It sounds like it sucks for you, but you know. We We need need that. We need it. Um, so Betty was a social worker. Good on her. That's Mm -hmm. also a shit job, but very necessary. My friend, she, she just graduated last year, she's a social worker, and she's taking a three month sabbatical because. She was social working. I don't know what you call. I don't know what the verb is. Social but work. Yeah, she was doing social work for this family, and like obviously, I can't have all the details, but all the kids are now dead. <gasps> oh, so they made her take three weeks off. They were like, "You can't come back for three weeks." Holy shit! I have no idea what happened. She oh, was God. just like, none of them made it. Next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this couple, Barney and Betty. They were very active members of the NAACP and the United States Commission on Civil Rights, which Barney was a member of. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. I mean. That wasn't sarcastic. That was, like, good. Yeah. Good on, like, I mean, obviously they were very involved I mean, because yeah. they were one of, like, not many known interracial only couples. In, I mean, in New Hampshire. Yes, yeah. in New Hampshire. I'm, like. New Hampshire probably, I mean, not that New Hampshire is the greatest or the worst, but, like, at least it wasn't, like, fucking Georgia, because, yeah. oof. They're, they're north. The devil's yeah. down there. It gets, <laughs> he did go down there, he stayed down there, because then it gets, like, dangerous, yeah. where, like, New Hampshire was probably a lot of, like, no, but here's, bad glares. No, 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 but here's the thing, is, like, think about Get Out, like, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, seen. okay, so, just think about it this way. New Hampshire and the North in general is a lot of ingrained and hidden racism. Yes, the South yes, is a yes, lot yes. of violent and outward, outward racism. Right. So no matter where you go, especially in 1961, it's oh yeah, there was be a lot bad. of people who hated it. Yeah. in New Hampshire, but at least half of them were like whispering behind the back, and then half of them were violent. <laughs> yeah. Where in Georgia, they would all, all get together as a yeah. group. You know, it would play canasta it, and it then go lynch been, them. Yeah, it would have been rougher yeah. in the South. 
So on the night of September 19th in 1961 at around 10.30 p.m., the Hills were driving home from a vacation to Niagara Falls and Montreal. So they were headed back south from Canada. Oh, so such a nice trip. I yeah. know, they're so cute. And they took their dog with them. Aww. His name was Delcy. <laughs> He's in the story. So they were driving um, somewhere near Lancaster, um, New Hampshire, or Lancaster. That's Lancaster, how that's how you say it. Yes. Um so Betty sees a bright point of light in the sky that seemed to go from the moon to what she thought was Jupiter. How would she, she be able to pick out Jupiter, Jupiter in a no long idea? Like that star there. That's Jupiter. I would have no idea. You know what? They didn't have iPhones. They knew I mean, more about the sky. Some people can literally oh, yeah, look at the sky and be like, I know where. Yeah, well, Jupiter on some certain you can't periods see of time is visible. Oh, you I know. I know. But I just, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be able to be like, that's Jupiter. I'd be like, that's something. And like, yeah. no, and here's the thing too, is like, yeah, I know that during certain periods of time you can see planets. Like we mm-hmm. all grew up with our parents being like, look, kid, look that's, that's Mars. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what are the chances that that night... She not only saw Jupiter, was like, ah, oh, yes, it is moving from the moon to Jupiter. Yeah. Clear it's, as day. I, like, it's too almost, like, in her nature. Yeah. Like she just grew up like, oh, yes, Jupiter. That's Jupiter, a measuring yeah. point. Yeah. She must yeah. have. Yeah. Who knows? She could have been a camper. <laughs> Girl Scout. Um, and Betty rationalized this light that was moving as some kind of falling star, even though it was moving upwards. So it was a Things reverse falling star. Maybe. Up. <laughs> maybe it was Jesus. <laughs> Playing basketball. I don't think Jesus was playing to that. Jesus playing basketball. The devil's playing the fiddle down in Georgia. It all yes. makes sense. This is. It all happened at the same point. You know, in the sixties. Sixties were crazy. Everyone's doing so many drugs. Yeah. I don't think this couple was doing drugs. You don't know. You don't know their private life. I was talking about. They could have done some crazy <laughs> shit in Montreal. They could have. Yeah. Montreal. Fucking Canadians. Uh, those godless Canadians. Fucking Josh Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So this light. Began, began to move erratically, not just back and forth, kind of. So Betty and Barney stopped the car so they could observe it. They pulled over in a picnic area and took their dog, Delcy, for a walk while looking up at the light in the sky. Betty happened to have binoculars with her, because they were coming from Niagara Falls, and observed a, quote, odd-shaped object with multicolored lights fly over the face of the moon. Okay, I don't know if I just missed something, but did they say the object got close to them? Because even with binoculars... No, it doesn't seem like you could see that. Yeah, like, you could not see that much detail with standard gray binoculars. We don't know how big these binoculars are. Girl, my... But it was the 60s also. It's not like binoculars nowadays that might have, like... Yeah, those are, like, standard, like, if I use it now, I could probably see the, like, window of... Mm-hmm. The house across the street, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not even all the way, like, there. Yeah. Like, my mom had a freaking telescope. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but to, for glass, and I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. for glass to magnify that much, the lens grows significantly. Unless she had long ass yeah. binoculars. It, I don't think they were that big. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how she I, that, Betty's but. not adding up. <laughs> Unless it was ginormous, but... It doesn't sound like it was. Like, unless it was, like, a huge thing. She would thing. need a stand. She would need, like, a stand to hold it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. the, the spacecraft was so enormous yeah, yeah, yeah. that you could just it's, see it. Well, but. it's not bigger than the moon. Which <laughs> just... Is the moon even real? It. Yeah. It's all... <laughs> no one knows. NASA's, you know... We're all living in a in a hologram. It's, uh... We're, we're on the... The Truman Show, and we're the yes. moon is the door to the... Actually, Ruppy, we're in the Matrix. Oh, this is all fake. Oh, that seems yes. better. Yeah. Okay. 
So at this point, Betty recalled an experience that her sister had had years before, um, during which she claimed she saw a flying saucer. Betty's not the only one in this family. Yeah. Barney thought that the object was a commercial airliner traveling towards Vermont. But when the ship began a rapid descent, Barney changed his mind. They returned to their car and began following the object. Yeah. (laughs) They began following the object through um, Franconia Notch. I have no idea where that is. When the object came closer to them, Benny. Betty. Betty estimated that it was about 60 feet in diameter and that it was constantly rotating. One mile south of Indian Head, the object rapidly descended and caused Barney to stop the car. It was hovering, like, directly Indian over Indian Head, Pennsylvania? Car. Well, there, it's New Hampshire or, or North. I just, there is down. an Indian Head, Pennsylvania. That's why I was just, I'm just yeah, trying to I think, think where they different. are. Okay. In the Northeast, there's an Indian Head. There's just a lot of open yeah. space yeah. then. I'm lots sure New Hampshire is a lot names. of open. Yeah, lots, lots of racist Yeah, that's names. why I don't think it's called Indian Head anymore. <laughs> I hope not. Native American Head? Native, Native American, American Head. <laughs> they um, just changed the word ahead. <laughs> Not Indian. <laughs> oh. Um, so he stops the car and the ship is like right there so much that the entire window, windshield of the car is completely eclipsed by the spaceship. The craft, <laughs> the craft hovered about 80 feet above the car. And Barney grabbed his pistol and stepped away from the vehicle. Good. Because your pistol's going to do something. Smart boy. Because <laughs> if they're aliens. Yeah. Wow, me. giant metal thing hovering above you. Yeah. Pistol's going to do it. You should grab water. Because that's what sign says. Mel Gibson says water hurts aliens. That was a bad movie with bad CGI. <laughs> it was a great movie. <laughs> Don't listen to her. She knows nothing. <laughs> Barney could see the side of the ship. And... So he could see the windows on the side of the ship as well. And in the window was 8 to 11 humanoid figures staring out at him. All but one of the figures moved in unison to a panel on the rear wall of the hallway that encircled the front of the craft. How big are these windows? Apparently (laughs) they're pretty big. Yeah, jeez. The remaining humanoid communicated a message to Barney, telling him... Stay where you are and keep looking. Barney remembered that the figures were wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps. Which just makes me think that they were bikers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or they're into, like, leather Le- play. Yes, latex. Leather daddies. And, yeah. See, when I see, like, when I think of it, I think of, like, holographic, but, like, like jumpsuits, you know, like the zip-up ones yeah. that yeah. are really, really baggy but tight at the ankles. Yeah. So maybe they're just gangsters. Yeah. They could be. I don't know. I, I still say they're leather daddies. <laughs> I, I, I envision them as leather daddies. Leather daddies, daddies <laughs> would be so much more fun. Yeah. Leather daddy aliens. Yeah. We're just looking to have a good time, sailor. Yeah. That's why they're into him watching. They're yeah. like, keep watching. <laughs> Want to join? So then the craft sprouted black bat-like wings with red lights mm. on them. Was it maybe a bat? It was not because these wings okay. had to have been like, I mean, if the whole craft is, what did I say, 60 feet in diameter? Eight, I don't know. They have to be long. Unless, unless they were Wait. looking at the binoculars the wrong way and everything just seemed so far <laughs> away, but it was really no, so close up. But at this point, they were right near uh, it. Okay, okay, okay. Next, next question though. Black caps, <laughs> wings, 
It's Batman. <laughs> it's definitely Batman. It's fucking Batman. <laughs> oh, okay. Next case. <laughs> He's moody. Ass so bitch. from these wings, a long He's structure descended so that the aliens could come down off okay. of the ship. Barney tore his binoculars away from his eyes and ran back to the car where Betty and Delcy were waiting. What the fuck, dude? He told you to stay right there. No, he didn't want to do it. Barney exclaimed, they're going to capture us. He drove all of them away from the UFO at high speed. The hills heard a rhythmic series of noises, kind of like beeping sounds, they said, that seemed to bounce off of the trunk of the car. Beep trunk. Beep, beep, trunk. (laughs) Their car then vibrated, and the hills felt a vibration and a tingling sensation throughout their bodies. Kind of like they were being electrocuted. Oh, so not a good tingle. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a good tingle. I thought it was like good, like, you know, when you have like an orgasm or something. Like a vibe tingle. Like a vibe tingle. Yeah. Nope. So then they experienced the onset of an altered state of consciousness that reportedly left their minds dulled. They're high as fuck. Yeah. Maybe they just had a lot of acid. Yeah, I think maybe like they had something in Montreal before they left and then it kicked in. They just went on a really bad trip. And they left. probably were like, I don't feel anything. We should do some more. And then they <laughs> ate more and more and more. And then it was like all hit you oh. at once. Yeah. And we'll see. Um, so then they heard the beeps again and suddenly they were back to their original like full consciousness. The hills had traveled 35 miles south. But neither had a memory of driving at all. So between that happens to me sometimes. these beeps. Well, have they, you ever like, I mean, not, clearly not in this case, but have you ever just like, you're driving on a road you always drive on and you like kind of blank yeah. out and you're like driving and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? How am I You here? know, back when I drove that happened to me and like, or sometimes it gets so like locked in and then something would remind me. I'm like, oh wait, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm fucking driving, right? Mm-hmm. Even one with the car. Like you're kind mm-hmm. of, kind of on autopilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for 35 miles. Like if they were high. I've, if they I've, were high. I've driven, this isn't great, but I've driven all the way to work, which was at the time an hour away from me. Mm-hmm. And I got to work and I was like, huh, I wanted to stop for coffee on my way here. And I had no memory of how I got there. Hmm. Like I'm sure I was, I'm sure, I mean, I was paying attention to what I was doing. It's just like my brain was going, it was like six in the morning. My brain was going. Yeah. 30 miles away. Honestly, like, even, like, not driving, going to work in the morning. Yeah. Even just walking, catching the subway, all that. Mm-hmm. I'll get to work and be like, I don't remember yeah. even, like, waking up this like, morning. Yeah. Why am I here? So, they didn't remember any of the driving. One of the only things they remembered about the drive was making a sudden turn and encountering a roadblock where they saw a fiery orb. On the road. I love fiery orbs. When the hills finally arrived home, they reported having odd sensations and impulses that they couldn't explain. Betty insisted that they keep their luggage near the back door rather than the main part of the house. The watches that they were wearing never worked again. The strap on their binoculars was torn, but neither could recall how that had happened. Barney's dress shoes were scraped. Um, and he was inexplicably compelled to examine his genitals, but found nothing unusual. Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> yes, that is what they're calling it. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just examining them. Yeah. That's all. 
So, both Barney and Betty took really long showers to remove any possible contamination, and both drew what they had observed to report it. The next day, Betty noticed that her dress was ripped at the hem, zipper, and lining. She also noted that there was a pinkish powder on her dress. Cocaine. She kept the dress, and five separate laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analysis on it. On September 21st, Betty reported the experience to the Pease Air Force Base. The next day, Major Paul Henderson called Betty back for a more detailed interview. Henderson determined that the Hills may have misidentified the planet Jupiter. No shocker there. Because <laughs> really, who can identify Jupiter all the time? Called it. <laughs> Ten days after the encounter, Betty began having very vivid dreams. These dreams continued for five nights. In November, Betty began to record the dreams she had had. They contained situations similar to what Betty remembered about the UFO encounter, but with new details. In many of the dreams, Betty was being examined by one of the aliens, whom she called the examiner. She said he had a pleasant and calm demeanor, like a good doctor. Was it Nordic White? Was it Nordic White? It was probably Nordic White. No, they don't describe these as white. Yeah, like whites. Damn. Um, they just seem to be pleasant, but like Dr. Mangala pleasant was like, okay, little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like weirdly calming. Yeah. Yeah. Though the examiner spoke English, Betty had trouble understanding him. He cut off a piece of her hair, clipped her fingernails, examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands. Then he scraped some of her skin off and inserted a needle into her navel, which caused her agonizing pain. Pain vanished, however, when the alien known as the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes. Betty was then interviewed by the leader, during which she asked him where he came from, and the leader showed her a map and indicated that they had come from a section of stars that would later be identified as the Zeta Reticuli system. Zeta? Sounds like Xenu. Zeta. (laughs) Zeta sounds like Xenu. Lord Zeno, is that you? In 1964, Barney and Betty underwent hypnosis to try and remember what they had forgotten about their encounter. Barney recalled being examined during the hypnosis sessions, but was so emotionally distressed that the hypnotherapist, Benjamin Simon, made sure the memories were repressed in Barney's conscious state. Under hypnosis, Barney also could recall how the binocular strap had broken when he ran from the UFO back to his car. Barney had driven away with Betty, but had an uncontrollable urge to drive the car off the road and into the woods, where six of the humanoid men were waiting for them. Barney's examination experience was extremely similar to what Betty had reported from her dreams. Barney remembered a cup-like device being placed over his genitals, and though he did not experience orgasm, he believed that the examiner had taken a sperm sample. A thin tube was placed into his anus, but quickly removed. The time that... <laughs> he used to do a quick colonoscopy. Come on. Yeah, it was very quick, which is good for him. The times that the beings communicate with Barney seemed to be through thought transference, as their mouths never moved when they spoke English. And Betty experienced the same thing in her dreams. Simon, the hypnotherapist, concluded after sessions with each of them that Barney may have false memories inspired by Betty's dreams. After the fact, um, Betty and Barney wrote a book about their experiences, but their 
account is highly debated to this day. Hmm. Yeah. And inspired American Horror Story. It did. It, it The... Asylum. Asylum. Um, I don't know the other actress's name, but um, Evan Peters, him, his character and his wife, they're an interracial couple, only she's African-American, he's white, and she gets abducted by aliens. Hmm. Yep. So that's Betty and Barney. That's their story. I think Betty's crazy and Barney's like, <laughs> calm, calm down. I was thinking they were very high. I, I really, really think. I mean, it's this early 60s, and they go off to Canada. Yeah. They probably, like, ate something, whether they knew it or not, tripped out on the way back. Mm-hmm. And something happened where they injured themselves, and they're like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> For all I know, they were drugged and had an orgy before they left. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's odd because they definitely seem street-laced. Mm -hmm. Like, they seem very... And they're older at this time, I believe. They're mm -hmm. not, like, a young couple. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, it's just, like, it's always hard to believe alien mm -hmm. stories. Because I'm like, if aliens wanted to be known, they'd be known by now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't doubt the presence of life on other planets. I think it's more likely than not there is. But the fact they would just, like, interact with us so vaguely... Yeah. Just, right. Mm -hmm. They either do it full-blown or not do it at all. Like, yeah. Also, doesn't it seem like a very us thing to do to abduct and probe people? Not like, I just assume that aliens are like a, a higher species than us, and it seems like a very, um, to be specific, a very American thing to do to be like, we should kidnap them. Yeah, it's very Eurocentric to be like, oh, let me absorb observe this other form of life and take yeah. little samples and everything. It's very without Eurocentric. their consent. But, but the thing is, I was thinking about this while I was researching. The way I feel like. The way that humans would do it would be to capture and hold forever or kill and then research. But don't you feel like if aliens, you know, at that higher th level and, you know, exist at the level that all these abduction stories hold them to, don't you think that then them visiting us very vaguely for, like, probing and samples and all that, mm -hmm. we consider Earth then, like, a zoo ex exhibit. Mm -hmm. So, in the end, isn't it still very human? Like, they're still, like, technically holding bit. us... They have the capability to take us elsewhere, mm -hmm. but they're holding us. Yeah, it's, but it's just odd to me that they would. It's mm -hmm. odd to me that they would just hover near the ground and like, where do they go when they abduct you? They fly away and then come back and drop you off the exact same place. It just seems unlikely that they're just like I believe in aliens full heartedly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a tattoo of one on my ankle. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they abduct people. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it, yeah. Point. Like, once or twice would make sense. Like, you know, study yeah, another species. But, like, mm -hmm. but, like, to have the full aliens existence be some, eh, existence kind of boiled down to being, oh, yeah, they might abduct a human every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, why would it happen, like, once every now and then? It's like, you've just seen a human. You don't need to, yeah. like, get a male, well, get a female. And you would think with all, if they really had all this technology... Wouldn't they, like, kind of already know what humans were about they, after a couple? Because it, we're not that complicated. I mean, no. also, I, you know. I would think, like, if I was a really smart alien, I'd say, let's just wait till someone dies. Mm-hmm. And, we'll, and take them. And we'll take the body. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Or, you know, they could even be even smarter and just steal a baby. <laughs> They could steal. A baby. They could no, no. I don't say that as far as like stealing babies a thing anyone should do. <laughs> don't steal a baby. Why would that be smarter? But, 
Because if they want to study humans, why not study one from birth Oh, onwards? right, right, yeah. right. To keep forever. If it's well, like for solely for a biological reason, mm -hmm. then they can observe a human through everything. They would have no reason to constantly come back and update. Yeah. Think of it this way. The, if they don't want to be known, and that's the reason why they're mm -hmm. coming back on these sporadic little things, yeah. the more times they come back, the more exposure they're getting through abduction. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it just be easier to do like once or once or twice and then just be done with it if that is what their intent is to study mm -hmm. our biological makeup? Mm -hmm. Because clearly if they have this technology to if for intergalactic travel and they wanted to overtake us, they could have and would have by mm -hmm. now. So. Yeah, well, in the other case I was researching, Donna and Clayton Lee... They did claim that during one of their abductions, Donnelly was pregnant and they extracted the fetus from her. The aliens did. So, I mean, that kind of goes along with studying from when... when I mean... <laughs> you would think there'd be proof when she just was pregnant and now yeah. she's not pregnant and yeah. blood yeah. didn't have a miscarriage. I, 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 mean, I think, think, you know, it, there, she's pulling a, not to reference Game of Thrones, but a Cersei Lancer. <laughs> Uh, well, also, um, fuck, what was I going to say even? I don't know. I have no idea. Aliens are real. They don't abduct people. That's yeah, silly. They're smarter than that. They're don't smarter be than silly. Us. Yeah. yeah. Or they take people, like, I would understand if it was like, oh, this person's been missing forever and they never mm -hmm. found. And you were like, maybe it was an alien. Mm -hmm. I'd believe that more than I would believe. Yeah, you think that they could do it right. Yeah. If they're that yeah. smart to come here, they could do they it could right. They could do it right. Just yeah. fucking abduct you and take you. I'm not saying they're killing you or not killing you. They could be eating you and boiling they, they your could be starting a soup, whole. But... They could be choosing certain humans to, like, put on a different planet that can support human life and yeah. just see how they do. They could be creating, like, that could be their version of TV. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yes, let's observe the humans. It's like Survivor. Yeah. Or The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's it. That's the end of the episode. We all <laughs> yeah. said that abductions are dumb. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. Yay. Go down the list. All right. So mine, as I said previously, and as Austin said previously, we chose the same one initially because it's a good one because it's just, I don't know. I it's, think it's very funny. well documented. It's well documented. Yeah, mine's not. Mm, so I mean, it's both well documented and not well documented because I went on multiple sites, including a clearly 1999 site <laughs> with like an alien banner yes. and like gifts and shit. <laughs> um, it was, it was truly amazing. Um, but all of them say the same sort of vague thing. Some a little more detailed than others. So, you know, it's well documented in that sense, but it's still highly debated as most well-documented, yeah. you know, alien abductions are. So it's the abduction of Linda Napolitano, mm -hmm. otherwise known as Linda Cortile. Um, I, I have issues pronouncing names, so <laughs> my, don't mind me. We call her Linda from now on, our girl. Um, this happened in Manhattan. This happened somewhere near where I have family living, so that's always fun. Um, so on December 30th at 3 a.m. in the year of our Lord, 1989, um, Linda was chilling in her apartment, you know, doing her thing, probably sleeping, and she's kidnapped. Um, she says that, and I did not want to include her quote in this because her quote was so dumb. Was it? <laughs> it was so dumb. Her quote was like, ah, I hope I don't fall. Like, <laughs> Like, they just paraphrased, um, because she, she, they, uh, got this information from her via hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of it's, like, stream of consciousness from her, and it just was dumb. So, I, I highlighted it. Um, they, she was pulled via light, um, to the UFO, um, and when she became conscious, it was as she was being pulled, and she stands up, and she's like, oh, I hope I don't fall. Um, the UFO opened, like, a clam, and when it opened up, 
She saw benches lining down a hallway. Mm-hmm. That led to sliding doors uh, in a room that had lots of buttons and a very long table. Yeah. An examination table. Um, pretty much the aliens get her on the table. She doesn't want to get on the table. Mm-hmm. She's screaming, and they're, like, yelling at her to, like, stop screaming. They cover her mouth and say something to her that sounds like knobby egg. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that meant in their language, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so then there's pretty much no information as far as, like, the immediate aftermath to this. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I woke up in my apartment the next day, like, with this and that. No, yeah. it's just more or less... That's, just that's her story. Yeah. That's her yeah. story. Now, what's cool about it, though, is that, so where she lived, um, community of Manhattan, from what I understand, it's seeing the map and everything mm-hmm. and knowing people in the area. On the east side of Manhattan is where the UN building is, and it looks like that her apartment was maybe, like, a block or two away from mm-hmm. that, uh, going westward. So, you have these two guards and a third unidentified person. Um, sitting in the UN, you know, keeping guard as you would, um, in the UN. And after, you know, hearing her story, the UN guards come forward and they say this. On, when they're on their shift, they saw a oval-shaped object hovering over an apartment two or three blocks away. They describe the spacecraft in vivid detail. So it had lights that turned reddish-orange and then it turned whitish-blue at the bottom and then green lights all around the edge. They somehow saw Linda float out in a white nightgown in fetal position and then to standing. Now, what's different as opposed to Betty's magical binoculars is that if this is the UN, I expect them to have, like, high-grade telescopes and shit to keep everything protected. Mm -hmm. And this is also decades later. Yeah. So, um, they then were able to see inside the UFO. And they saw the aliens. And they said their heads were typical grays. Heads Mm -hmm. out of proportion... Um, they were large with no hair, and they ex- escorted her inside. Big black eyes. They didn't right? really describe the eyes, but really? uh, yeah, but I assume yeah. big black eyes. Um, once they got her inside, it turned orange again, and it immediately vanished. Um, they s- had the first impulse to go get her, but everything happened so quick, and aliens were gone. Mm-hmm. Now, a cool thing I found on the first website I was looking at, there was a photo mm-hmm. of years later this small little disc covering a boat. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're talking years later. I think it was 2001, 2003 was they in that photo, so very well could have been photoshopped. Mm-hmm. So don't fully believe it, but that's kind of cool. Um, it's also said that both the bodyguards now have PTSD and other mental woes following the adoption. Yeah. Now, that's where the official story leaves off. Now, I'm here to dive in a bit deeper. <laughs> so let me introduce you to Bud Hopkins. He's a UFO researcher, and he had previously written books and was very both mocked and praised in the UFO community. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, wrote these books and by the time of his second book, Linda, by coincidence, read it. <laughs> and this was before her abduction, mind you. So mm-hmm. before her abduction, she was reading books on UFO abductions mm-hmm. and UFOs and aliens. Um, she reached out to Hopkins um, and recalled how she'd see a doctor about a bump she discovered on the side of her nose. And the doctor said it probably came from a certain surgery she had to her nose that she never had. Hmm. So she was like, do you think the aliens could have done this? Do you think the aliens did the surgery on my nose? You're asking a doctor. And her doctor was like, no, no, she I think you need a different doctor. No, no, no. no. She asked the doctor that. She asked Bud Hopkins this in a letter. Okay. Um, so she's like, hey, do you think that the aliens could have done this? 
Um, so they kind of kept in touch, and then one day, I forget what I, I forget if I read something saying, like, why she reached out to him again, but I think it was that he had given an article or wrote something about describing abduction. She goes, hey, I think I might have been abducted. Like, she contacted him maybe, like, a day or two later. Mm-hmm. So, he used hypnosis to get her to say the full thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how the story came to light. So it could be very, very likely that the hypnosis was her most recalling what she had read in the books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, her own motives could have been she had a bad dream, and then it was her like, oh, I was just abducted. Let me contact Ben uh, yeah. Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the qu- interesting thing are also with the guards. So apparently one of the guards began to stalk Linda. At one point, kidnapping her mm-hmm. and started like interrogating her for answers, like about the aliens and like buzzing them. Turns out, the guards were CIA agents. What? Yep, and the whole time. And then it also turns out the, the before mentioned third witness mm-hmm. at the UN was Javier Perez de Couleur. I don't know how to pronounce last names. Uh, he's the former Secretary General of the UN. Oh shit! <laughs> so there's a lot of talk in the community as far as well. Was there a conspiracy happening while it's like going on at the mm-hmm. time? Like, was it that they were observing a UFO, knowing it was gonna happen, mm-hmm. and then wanted to see, like, get information and wipe the memory of Linda before she spoke? Yes. Is it that this was corroborated with Bud Hopkins because he's a struggling researcher who, you know, wasn't really being truthful to the community? You know, there's so many aspects of this. Like, oh, are they just trying to? cover up the fact that Bud Hopkins and Linda are lying by saying there's CIA involvement. Yeah. Like, there's so many layers. Um, Linda has stuck by her story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's highly unlikely that she was kidnapped by CIA, CIA agents and mm-hmm. police Well, I, in what I read about it was mm-hmm. they kidnapped her twice. Yeah, yeah, it was multiple yeah. times. And, and, and kind of kept her in their car. Yeah, it was to, like in their yeah, limo. Uh-huh. To interrogate her, and then they were upset that she, like, wouldn't admit to being, like, to planning a hoax. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of, like, like tried to gaslight her when mm-hmm. she wouldn't give them, like, actual info. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the Manhattan abduction. Wow. Wow. Those are both so more detailed than what I have. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's okay. We were talking about this earlier before you got here about how most abduction stories are literally just, like... They were abducted. Yeah, the aliens looked like greys. Something end. went up their butt. That's yeah. it. <laughs> this one is weird because he, he says that he was abducted, but he doesn't give any detail about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is... I didn't write it down, so let me find his name. His name is Jafet Koto. He, um... Basically, he says that since... He's 77 now. Mm-hmm. He says that when he was a child, he had his first... Uh, alien encounter, mm-hmm. and all it was is he was playing b-ball, shooting some hoops. School. <laughs> a couple of guys, they're acting good. Trying to make a trouble in my neighborhood. <laughs> he was also Will Smith. Um, the aliens were yeah. the guys who were making no good. Yeah. Um, he is playing basketball with himself, just like shooting hoops, and it's he's, he's in the Bronx. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's nine or ten, so yes. So. Um, but all of a sudden, like, a figure steps out. And at first he thinks it's a human. Mm-hmm. But then he notices, he says the figure is five foot mm-hmm. around there. Um, and has a very elongated head. Mm. That's all he says about him. <laughs> and he says that 
He was staring at him. He wanted to speak, but he couldn't. And all of a sudden, it jumped over him, behind him. And by the time he turned around, it was gone. It was Shaquille O'Neal. It sounds like <laughs> Brendan Urey. <laughs> Brendan's taller than that. I've met him. But he's mostly forehead. He's and he can mostly jump. forehead. <laughs> can jump. Who it is? You know who it was this whole time? Remember Aaron Carter's song, That's How I Beat a Shack? Oh, God, no. <laughs> it was Aaron Carter. <laughs> so, so, anyway, he says that he, his whole life he has been seeing aliens. Like, he talks about one day he was, he was still living at home with his mom, so he was young. He was, like, teenage years, and he saw, like, a flying saucer in the sky, and mm-hmm. he would, like, walk out, and it'd be gone, or he'd walk out, and it would still be flying around. So he's, like, all his life, he, he's basically seen these saucers, but he only mentions meeting the alien then. Yeah, that one time. And then it's, fast forward, it's now 1979. And he's in the Philippines. He's mm-hmm. with his wife. And you know why he's in the Philippines? Is he Filipino? Because he's an actor. Oh. <laughs> and he's, he's playing the role of Parker, who's an engineer in the movie Aliens. What? <laughs> Which is, I was but, just like, what? But did his story, like, did he continue with his role? Was he yeah. cut? No. So he was in the movie Alien. He was in the he movie was in Alien. The movie. Amazing. So he in the movie, um, if no one's seen it, which is you don't need to see it. No, yes um, you do. Alien is a good franchise. It's okay. Just don't see um, Prometheus. It, it's unnecessary. He is he is basically torn apart by this alien um, in the movie. So and and it's been it's that made it sound lame, but. It's been like documented as one of the one of like the most iconic death Wait, scenes. No, you mean the guy with the burster through the stomach? He's the African American one. I don't. No, not him. Then. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it doesn't yeah, go yeah. through his stomach, but like there's he's there's he a just, stomach burst. And yeah, this, yeah, he dies really slowly, and like there's blood coming out of his mouth, and the whole time he's trying to get to there's another woman. I forget mm-hmm. her name, but Ridley Scott. She's. Ridley. She's, she's like, looking at the alien, and he comes up behind the alien and tries to save her. So it's, like, this big, drawn-out kind of scene, and he's, like, slowly bleeding to death. Ooh. And then another girl comes in, and, like, you see his bloody body, like, on the floor. So it's very memorable. It's, like, yeah. a graphic scene. So he actually was being interviewed. The One of the first times he ever spoke about this, he was being interviewed for um, a story in Vice. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... Um, Vice was around in the... No, 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 no. This was recently. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He hasn't come out with any of this mm-hmm. in, except for the past, like, few years, which okay. is why... Strangely, not since docu- Alien rebooted. <laughs> yeah, but but so he he was being interviewed initially, and it was, like, um, deaths in their iconic... Or actors in their iconic death scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so it's, it's pretty iconic. People rem- tend to remember it. And um, in the Philippines, while he was filming, he said it was... His wife and, like, a bunch of waiters or something. He was, like, at in his, he says he was in his house. So I'm thinking more, like, butlers and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, came rushing in and they were, like, you know, you got to come outside. You got to come outside. And they said that they, they all went outside and they all saw, all of them, saw a UFO. Mm. And it was flying very close to the house. Now, I believe this is where he gets abducted, but it's, like I said, he's only given two interviews about, about this it. so yeah. far. So there's not a lot of detail, but he says that I like it because he's he was very um, he believes very strongly in the idea that 
he never felt afraid or scared. He felt calm. He felt like they were like they were just there to be like visiting. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you know, I don't think there's something to be scared of. I like they never did harmed me in any way. Maybe the aliens put a microchip in his head to make him (laughs) docile. To make him the greatest actor that ever lived. <laughs> well, well, the best part is, he's interviewed in this magazine, and he he was like, or they go like, um, what do you say to people who say that, you know, you're just using this to get back in public eye? And he was like, I'm already fucking famous. Why do I need to be back in public eye? And I was like, ooh, denial. Good, 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 good. Because it's like, you were famous. You were in the... He was in a James Bond movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, like, a villain in it. And, like, he 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 was in a lot of stuff, but, like... Dated stuff. Like, nothing current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Like, 90s. I wonder if he got the part in Alien because he says he, he had said he, he's, he said it had nothing to do with it and that he never spoke of aliens until just recently, except for three people. His wife, his therapist, and his rabbi. <laughs> Oh, he's Jewish. He is Jewish. Jewish. So he's like Drake. Yeah. He one of my favorite stories. If you read the article, it's on Vice. There's another one too, floating around out there. But there's only two, and he talks about one story where he's meditating, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I was meditating in my garage, and a big shiny light was shining in through me." And so after a while, I was like, well, I don't know why my neighbors are shining this big light on me. Let me go out there and ask them. And he went out and, of course, there was like a saucer there. But he was like, it was 12 hours. And I was like, you were meditating for fucking 12 hours? Lying. You're lying to me. Like, that was the only part where I was like openly like, fucking liar. You would go insane. Well, tell could me. you imagine his wife being like, hey, um... <laughs> When are you going to go out and, like, do a movie again well, and no, no, no. stuff? And he's just like, I need my 12 hours. You well, know this. <laughs> also, this is when he was, like, a teenager. He, like, oh, he seriously? wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was meditating yeah, as a teenager? For 12 hours. In what? This had to be the early 70s then when he's a yeah, teenager? Yeah, about then. So he had nothing to do. <laughs> he had nothing to do. So, yeah. <laughs> he's now 77. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot. I said he he experiences he said the ufos were always like the size of the yankee stadium like humongous ufos yeah but that yeah once again he never felt intimidated by them at all okay my 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 main question is then where could a ufo of that size have enough space to hover and not like destroy everything in its path true yeah fucking bronx he saw the first alien that's why i was like although he actually he said that while he was talking he said the ufos were the size of the yankee stadium but he said that while talking about the Philippines. So mm-hmm. maybe he just meant the ones he saw in the Philippines oh, were okay. the size of it. Hmm. I don't know. He didn't clarify. Weird. It's not the best interview. But yeah. it was the only story I was like, okay. That's kind of weird. And it's weird yeah. and it's fun that he was an actor in Alien yeah. and he dies in it. So it's I was like, ironic. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So. so did he, so he said he was taken into the ship. Right. Yeah, he says he was abducted and that he's met them on multiple occasions. Like, he, he vaguely talks about how they sometimes they'd come out of the UFOs, sometimes they wouldn't, sometimes they'd hover, sometimes it'd just be an alien. Mm-hmm. And it says, it, he says the word abduction. Yeah. But he doesn't give any detail. He doesn't tell me when he was in the ship or whatever. So yeah. I don't know if he's just throwing that word around. Like, oh, yeah, I, like, abducted, like, because mm-hmm. they were together. He says yeah. he's touched them. He's, <gasps> he's really? felt them in that. Even when he was touching them, he never once felt... Afraid? Afraid. Not huh. once. He do said you, it was very calming. Do you think they're like... 
friends? Like, do they play yeah. cards? Like, I and feel stuff? like they are. That's how he made it sound. Like, they, really? they, they, he said they would come visit him. It's like, oh, well, you're friends with aliens. That's kind of fun, though. But he doesn't really give a better... I wish he gave a better description. Like, that's yeah. it. Just elongated heads and very tall. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point he said his... When he's like, I touched them, he says his, their skin felt like ours. Like, it wasn't rubbery yeah. or anything weird like that. He doesn't want to be a snitch on his friends. Yeah, he's like, no, these are my <laughs> peeps, man. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Three stories of alien abductions. And no answers. No. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> they're out there. They're probably not abducting us, but they're no. out there. Plus, yeah. they'd probably abduct, like, I don't know, Prince? Prince? Oh, let's Beyonce? Hope, let's yeah. hope Prince is actually up in a UFO Fucking somewhere. Even yeah. a president now or then? I definitely wouldn't... You know, abduct bumfuck no one in Pennsylvania. Okay, but Maybe also... they're more interesting. They're not going to abduct Donald Trump, unfortunately. I, I, I don't mean this president. Uh, I'm just saying, like, okay, it's the 60s. You're not going to abduct him. the president. You're going to abduct fucking... It would blow their cover. It's too high profile. Yeah, yeah but why do they you, care? No, because uh, you abduct some abduct someone that no that one's it'll, going to miss. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that people will be like, oh, they're just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So but the president like comes down and it's like, there's aliens. People okay. might say he's crazy, but they're like, but he's the president. So should, we should trust him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would be a hard... All, all I'm saying is my father, <laughs> bless his heart, he used to get so pissed. We used to live on a corn farm and p- people in fucking Iowa, there's not much to do. They would, they would make crop circles <laughs> <laughs> and he would get pissed all the time. They're ruining my fucking farm. And I was like, I don't even sell this corn. Like he did, but like, it's like yeah. we, we were renting a house on a farm. Like yeah. it was just like. It's like he would just so let him make crop circles. Can yeah. you imagine? It's like, oh shit, they're making crop circles and all this corn is flat. And then it, it pans out and there's an aerial view and it's a dick. <laughs> That's probably what they were uh, making, yeah. honestly. We never saw it from, but they I were think, like clearly. I think if I ever want to make a crop circle, what I would do just to fuck everyone up is I would rent like an Airbnb on like a farm where mm-hmm. you do that. And I'd get like one of those salts or kind of little compounds that make it so that the, the soil can't host uh-huh. life anymore like you can't grow in it it ruins the soil and i would sprinkle it around and like whatever design i wanted mm-hmm. because it wouldn't happen immediately it would happen like over like, time over time yeah. so then one day it would just pop up and i'd be like oh where'd it come from and i'd be like heh <laughs> you would be my father's worst nightmare <laughs> every time he was like all that corn is gone now yeah because you can't it, it doesn't grow back now like you have to yeah. retake it out and then reseed and it then, but you can't do that mm-hmm. because you do it all at once when the season's over. So he's like, now we have a fucking... It's there. A cro- the crop circle's there. Yeah. And with this, would make it so the crop circle's back. there forever. Yeah. yeah. But also, he was the, the same He there. was the same father that showed my brother's children of the corn so that they wouldn't go in because they kept getting ticks. So <laughs> Amazing parenting. A game. Yeah. A game. Perfect. <laughs> so also, in Pennsylvania, we used to have people do crop circles. I lived in Stroudsburg. There's no farms there. But, like, nearby... Yeah. Close areas. People would do crop circles all the time. And, like, every now and then, most people were just, like, fucking kids. Every now and then you'd get a local who was, like, aliens. <laughs> and everyone else was, like, we're going to yeah. put it in the paper. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's something to print. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> Slow news day. No, yeah. no serial killers. Let's say <laughs> with so aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, is that it for this episode? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Aliens. 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 They're out there and they're They're cool. Just like us. (laughs) Um, so, our Patreon. Okay. Helen High Horror. Mm Mm-hmm. How many more, how many, uh, donors do you have? Three. 
Three. Ooh, that's Ooh, three times. Another one. That's three times Ooh. as many as when I was last here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's patreon.com slash Helen High Horror. If you donate just $1 a month, that's $12 a year. Um, that's about the price of a movie ticket, but we're hours of entertainment. Or a really good Ooh. McDonald's meal. Yeah. Um, for $1... You get a bonus news episode every month. Mm-hmm. For $5 or more, you get the bonus episode, you get to vote on topics, and you get behind-the-scenes content. And for $10 or more... I'll send you a vial of my blood so you can wear it like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> well, $10, you get a shout-out on the show. And we do have one shout-out for today. Um, and that shout-out... Goes to Janae. Mm-hmm. We already kind of shouted her out. We did, She's but amazing. she has I'm a using request. Her notebook. She had a request. Um, her website um, is Instagram.com slash Bacon Bits Kitty. Or just, you know, her Bacon username. Oh, I know her. She's fun. Yeah, she's great. Um, and it's her cat's Instagram, actually. Her cat is Bacon Bits. Her name is Janae. We're not going to say her last name just in case she doesn't want that. She's amazing. She is. She sent She's us awesome. notebooks. I and have her one cat right is now. Adorable. Yeah. There's the notebook I'm using right now, which I love, has pigs on it, which I'm obsessed with. I love pigs. But they're flying, and it says it's possible. Yeah, it's really, really cute, and it's like it's, a good notebook. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. not just like you know, it's a quality notebook. Yeah. It'll, it'll um, well. we're also taking your paranormal true crime stories. If you'd like to have them read on our show, mm-hmm. email them to HelenHighHorror at gmail.com. We have a couple. We're going to do another Listener Stories episode very soon. We are Helen High Horror on Facebook and Instagram. I we see are, that there's merch now, too. There's merch now. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of the merch. <laughs> Austin just goes no one, No I one do. tells me about the merch, but it's also fine because I don't care. We so can't just afford our own merch also. Yeah. Um, so we have merch on redbubble.com. It is our logo. Logo? logo? It's our logo. Um, and I color matched everything, so the entire product is our lovely shade of purple, mm-hmm. which my room matches our purple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we have travel mugs, we have tote bags, we have stickers, we have phone cases, we have all kinds of stuff, and we can make more designs mm-hmm. other than that. I actually designed for myself a serial killer mug shop mug. And ordered it, and it should be here soon. And that's also on our page if anyone wants it. Um, I ordered postcards. Mm-hmm. So for our $10 a month Patreon supporters, we'll be sending out handwritten postcards. And I think that's it. Mm-hmm. We're Hell High Horror on Twitter. We post everything on there as well. Mm-hmm. We're Hell and High Horror on Tumblr. Um... Right. Motorcycle jackets. <laughs> let's, let's just La- lavender motorcycle jackets. Stop, how cute. <laughs> it would be cute, actually. <laughs> um, so, with us today, our frequent guest, Ray. Hi. <laughs> Ray, what are your oh, Instagram? I didn't, I didn't look it up beforehand this time. I'm going to go on a limb here. Uh, my Instagram handle and Twitter handle are racethetic.tm. 
Uh, you can find me there posting about things and music and being obnoxious. I <laughs> uh, don't really use Tumblr that often. When I do, it's uh, racethetic underscore TM. And, uh, yeah. Same for Twitter, right? Uh, I think it's underscore for Twitter, uh, yeah. <laughs> if it's racethetic and there's a TM involved somewhere, it's me. Um, yeah. You can also check out rayblair.com for all things photo-related. Um, I just updated it, actually, to include cool. a lot more work, a lot of my concert photography as well, as well as... Um, I've been posting any article I write for babetalk.tv, where I'm editor of. Hey, shout out. <laughs> um, I've been putting any written out posts there linked up to my website as well. So uh -huh. it's your one-stop shop for all things Ray. <laughs> Reppy is reparata and on everything. Yeah. Mine aren't as cool, though. It's fine. You don't have to go to them. <laughs> go to them. <laughs> I'm Austin Castelli on Instagram. I am Witch Tips on Twitter. And I don't know. I never plug my music or anything here, but I'm Austin Castelli on iTunes. Check out uh, her single, Pumping Poison. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to redo the vocals, and then it's going to be on iTunes. We're good? We're good. We're good. Are we going to try to harmonize right this time? Oh, okay. Sure. Low. Okay. Bye. Bye.